Hi, I'm Lori, and I want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast. And I'm Rhonda. Lori and I are pastors here in Ottawa, Canada, and we're both wives, moms, and most importantly, daughters and servants of God. And it's our hope and prayer that you would have awakening moments with us as we wrestle through the hard things in life. Lori and I love that we can share our lives with you, so grab your tea or coffee, and let's awaken our hearts together. Rhonda. Hi, Laura. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Yeah? Yes. That's good. Got my coffee. I'm enjoying my time with my friend. It's so good. nice. Yeah. I know. I got my I got my homemade kombucha. I know. I'm looking at it there. <laughs> it's so good. It's, I know. I totally make it at home now. You just love it. It's I so do. Now, does your whole family love it? No, no. Just no. me and Parker. Okay. So yeah. that's kind of good. So me and one, one other one. Yeah. But it's, it's like it's quite the, like, it's super easy to make once you get started, but I had to grow my own SCOBY and everything, which I know that's such a weird word, but it's like the, it's like the, like the bacteria yeast, stuff. Yeah. Like the bacteria thing. I had to grow it first. And then now my SCOBY makes my, it's so weird, but I love it. Okay. okay I'm becoming just, really granola. Eh? Like I have tomato plants in the back and like everywhere. And like I, I just I don't know. That is I'm amazing. just moving towards getting ready for my country property. Oh, listen, Amen. Speak <laughs> it out, sister. Okay, tell me about the scobia though. Uh, yeah. How, so how do you grow that? Like, so it just grows, like it grows, like, like a as mold. The for, yeah, like the fermented tea. As you ferment your tea, like it, it forms like a bacteria that grows, and so then that thing, and it's like a flat patty, um, a like kind of a slimy patty. <laughs> I think that, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yes. it's really weird. Yeah, and then that okay. makes your that makes your kombucha. And like, how do you put that in kombucha? So like you now, mix it all in with so your now stuff? you make your tea. So now you make your tea. You add a cup of sugar, and then you put the scoby on top, and then it ferments your tea, and that's how you make kombucha. And yeah. then how often? So then you so you do that. It, uh, for me, I only need to do it for about a week. You oh. let it ferment for a week and then you put it into bottles and then you add fruit to it, any flavors that you want. So you add fruit and then you like let fresh it, fruit. yeah, fresh fruit. And then you let it sit for a few more days, like two, usually it takes about two or three or four more days and then it carbonates and it gets all carbonated and then you put it in the fridge. So you're making kombucha pretty much every day, like for a couple, uh, like, like a, yeah. So it's like a constant, like, I forget what they call like preparation. it, but it's uh, it, it happens like every Friday, every Friday I make a new batch and then all the old batch goes into the jars and da, 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 da. And it's like a, a little cycle. Yeah. And you just love it. But I love it. Yeah. And do you have it only in the morning? Um, this no, I'll have it anytime. anytime. I'll have it anytime. Okay. But, but yeah, like I usually only have one, like I have one a day, but, okay. but yeah. <gasps> yeah, oh it's, it's really goodness. fun. It's so interesting. I, I don't know anyone that's making kombuchas. This is like my little tutorial. Oh, it's kind Thank of fun. You. I know it's kind of fun. So, but it's anyways. like we used to make that weird Amish bread. Yes, do you remember you had to have that batter on? Yes, on it the was counter so for like delicious, two delicious. But if you don't have the batter, you can't make it. So mm -hmm. you have to have someone give you right like a fermented the starter bag. the starter bag i yeah. know do you remember and then you actually get so sick of it because yes. you have to keep making it yes 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 that's what it kind of reminds me of it's yeah. kind of like the starter bag and you have to wait and then exactly like and then you got to make like a piece then your starter bag after you're about to make amish bread you got to put that into bags as like new start anyways 
Yeah. Totally. The were asking me about that the other day and I was like, no, like I don't even have a starter bag. I don't even know how to make a starter bag. Right. So watch after this podcast, someone like, give there us a starter go. bag yeah. of uh, Amish <laughs> bread. We could start it. That was delicious. Delicious. Like a cinnamon sweet. Yeah, like a sweet cakey. Oh, oh del- del- I yeah. love that. Like so I make good. banana bread a lot, but yeah. that was like yeah. another level. It was. Hmm. Mm. That's funny. I haven't thought about that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought what we, I thought a neat topic that we could talk about is self-awareness. Because I was reading this scripture the other day and it was talking about how if we rightly judge ourselves, then we don't need to be judged. And and it made me think like, huh, that is really interesting because the Bible does talk a lot about judgment and like it warns us. Like there are a few scriptures that talk about, you know, that we are supposed to, you know, judge each other in in a sense, to call mm-hmm, each other higher, mm-hmm. but there are way more verses that talk about like, be careful how you judge each other because you're going to be judged by the same measure that you judge others. And mm-hmm. all of this, like, I, I feel like the Bible focuses a lot more on taking a look at what's going on inside yourself than yes. it is to, you know, point the finger, the speck, <laughs> the speck in the plank, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's like, it's easy to point out a speck in someone else's eye when you literally have a plank in your own and so often too i find that the things that bother us about other people there's a reason and Mm. usually there's something going on in our own lives that we don't like Mm -hmm. about ourselves that we're not looking at Mm -hmm. that causes us to be frustrated sad you know judgmental hard on other people for and um so anyway so yeah so i saw this scripture saying you know if you rightly judge yourself you don't need to be judged And then it said, like, God judges us for the sake of disciplining us. Mm. And, um, you know, that discipline we know comes out of love. It's not a discipline of, like, you're not good enough or not a discipline of punishment. It's a Mm. discipline of love that comes out of love because he knows what's best for us. He knows how and what we need to do to have abundant life, to Mm -hmm. live in the fullness of love, joy, peace, patience. So yeah, so I started to think about this idea of self-awareness and like the power of it, because often it can get a bad rep in in the idea that it's selfish to be self-aware, you know, that it's um, self-centered or self-focused to be self-aware. But actually, it's the exact opposite of that. And um, I had heard somebody say recently that, you know, coming to a place of self-awareness is of true self-awareness is actually having the greatest recognition of our need of God's grace. Mm, That's beautiful. And I, and I feel like that is true. Like Mm. that's the goal of self-awareness. It's not to more define ourselves in who we are to say, you need to just accept me that I'm this way, I know I'm this way and you need to accept me as such. It's more like, wow, like this is my true, this is truly who I am on the inside. These are my true motives, my true intentions. And I need the mercy and grace of God every single day. Cause without it, like I, it, it, yeah, like I, I hurt people and hurt myself and, you know, struggle to do the things that I want to do like Paul. Mm. So anyways, it's an interesting it's an interesting idea. And, and then working with so many people, 
I think that we see like so many varying levels of self-awareness, you know, and it's easy to be deceived and it's easy to think you're self-aware and not be, and it's easy. So anyway, so I wonder what, what's in all that, you know? I know that was a big, that was, there was a lot of things I just said there. So so good. And it's a lot to unpack and we're processing this. Even as we were talking about this topic, we're like, wow, we don't even know really how to articulate it. it. We're kind of figuring it out because you're thinking, how do you actually really become self-aware? Yeah. And some you look and they're extremely self-aware. It feels like they can evaluate a situation and how they've responded very quickly and own it or see kind of where they could have changed. And some you're like, do you not see like, you're actually not what you think or you're how you you perceive that situation is not even how people perceived how you reacted there like it's not even on the same grid like such a disconnect from how you see yourself from actually how a team or people actually see you and respond to you it's a very interesting thing and it makes me almost think like common sense all of those things how do you become self-aware how do you have common sense how do you have all of these things and like even as you were just talking, like absolutely the number one thing is the word of God and the Holy Spirit because we have so many blind spots. Like I think of my own life, I may think I'm self-aware, but I, I'm judging myself. Like <laughs> I don't even know what I don't know. I don't even know the layers of my motives. Like God says he judges the thoughts and the motives. I don't even always, I sometimes know my motives, but sometimes I don't. And I can justify myself into pretty much anything, Right. Totally. Right? So in our culture, that's actually how things happen. You can justify and you can twist anything. You can even twist and justify anything in scripture to match your lifestyle or what you believe to be truth. Absolutely. Right? So we definitely need the Holy Spirit, the truth of God's word, all through scripture, not just portions of scripture, not just seasons of our life to define, but the totality to kind of work together. I love even when Jesus this is a little bit off, a little rabbit trail, but I love when Jesus even said he came to fulfill the Old Testament. Like the New Testament is Jesus, but he's fulfilling the old. The old still holds truth. It's yes. not disregarded because Jesus came and the New Testament is Jesus. He fulfilled the old and brought the two together to bring a completion of truth and grace together. And that's kind of what I see with the old and the new, the truth and the grace. And that's kind of self-awareness, like truth and the grace to walk in self-awareness. But how we do that is really like it's, I think that's it, like the truth of God's word and the Holy Spirit situations. I think of mistakes I've made, very some of them with the wrong intention and some of them not even seeing the repercussions of a decision, one decision, not really just making a mistake, which happens. Sometimes you make a decision that actually is not the wisest thing or we're not perfect. It happens. And you learn through that. So some of those things have kind of, that's maybe developed some of that self-awareness and a close circle of people around you that you can, if you're not asking sometimes the question, like to your spouse or to your children, even to your children, like, how do you see me as a mom? Like, how can I change where do you see an area and being willing to receive what they see and say, I remember mom Corto spoke to me about that years ago. There was a situation just talking about self-aware and she'd be totally great. She shares the story quite openly, but, um, the boys, like she was getting mad at them or something. And she, Jay put it, he didn't know, but he taped his mom yelling and she had not heard herself on tape but something when you hear yourself on tape and she sat down and she said okay boys like after she had heard all this it really was like she sat them down and said okay how can dad and i change like to really 
be better parents. We want it. We tell you a lot as kids what we're expecting, but we'd love to have some feedback. We love to have that. So are we having those conversations? Are we asking our children? Are we asking our spouse? Are we asking pl- close people we work with? Are we asking our even a boss that we trust? Are we asking close friends? Like how do you see any blind spots in my life? Is there something right now you're seeing that you're concerned about or you think maybe I'm not noticing or behavior, you know? I remember you did that once for me. Well, you've done that many times. <laughs> I should say once. Yeah, Laura, you've only no, done it once. You remember, you remember specifically. But there's one specifically. Okay. I remember when I was at Sun Life and you asked me about um, materialism and things. Oh, okay. You may not remember. No, I don't. As, but I remember you saying like, now, you know, you're becoming more and more successful. Do you feel like that's affecting you? Like, do you feel like you're changing through it? And it actually started a process for me to start to be like, am I self-aware of how like been in ministry for so many years and then you go into an air, a field where you're you're making much more and that it, it was never about yeah, ministry was never about money yeah, but yeah, all yeah. of a sudden you're like oh i've never really had this yeah type i could of money. i could have more things or yeah. whatever yeah and i remember thinking like i wasn't really self-aware of how much that was affecting me of how much i was actually starting to gain some value with what i drove what i wore and i was in this world where you actually are very that mattered just, yeah very mad and that could be the opposite of ministry you could have a nice car because of your who knows a dream car you've saved for years for and it could be the opposite my jeep (laughs) your jeep (laughs) you could be also judged for it there could be a blind but i'm just saying like Mm -hmm. it's you've just got to know that self-awareness in your life of what's happening and it's not about the things it's not about the money it's not about position it's about how you're responding in your own life. I just went on a rant myself as well, but <laughs> I feel like all of these things are kind of, we're processing. How do you become self-aware and yeah. how, what affects you may affect someone very different in yeah. those things. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I think some of those are really, really good, really good keys and really good points to becoming self-aware. First of all, the word of God, you know, like are we doing what it says? Are we living as it's instructing us to live? And then are we asking the Holy Spirit genuinely, like on the daily, not just, not just, you know, at a random time and waiting for conviction, but are we, are we genuinely sitting and waiting and asking like the Lord, the the Holy Spirit to bring conviction to our lives about the things that, you know, we're not able to see Mm. in the moment, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think those are some really, really healthy practices, but I do think the other people part is huge and inviting that um, input into your life. And I know that that's something that that's an area that I can grow in, that Mm -hmm. I want to grow in, that I want to actually be more intentional about inviting others to speak into my life. Like, what do you see right now? You know, where is there something I'm not seeing? Is there something that I'm missing? Um, you know, is there an area where there's a, a caution or a concern or, a, you know, just just a little even a, even a small yellow flag of just something? Hey, just be aware of this. And again, as we're doing the Enneagram stuff and learning about kind of how we're wired in our nature and some of that stuff, it's helping to bring a little bit more awareness because, um, you know, it had kind of stayed with me this idea that I again, I wasn't I didn't necessarily make the connection that it was part of my Enneagram number but when I was saying like I really like myself and I really like to spend time with myself that actually sevens can actually um project like a sort of a sort of entitlement um I don't even know if it's entitlement but like a bit of an arrogance that they like a confidence or an arrogance that they know they know what's right or they they have kind of the more superior way of living and 
And like that can creep into my thinking sometimes because, you know, obviously like I am a very like happy, like optimistic, resilient kind of person. And I feel like, wow, that's like a really good way to live. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but sometimes that can also blind me, not that, but some of those parts of my nature from seeing the spaces where I'm actually not (laughs) thriving or I'm not dealing with something or I'm not leaning into like a harder place or I'm not acknowledging even how my behavior is affecting other people or hurting other people. You know, when you told that story, you know, in another podcast about Jay leaving for a hockey tournament, you know, when you were not well, again, like these are some of the mistakes that sevens can make because we get so excited and fixated on the future plan on the next adventure on the next that we can sometimes just leave people that we love and even responsibilities like we can just walk away from them you know in pursuit Mm -hmm. of the next adventure and um, some of those things again when you're doing them and when you're in them you think they're so good you know and often they involve even helping other people often they involve like kind of places or spaces where you're investing in other people and so you get a lot of affirmation from it and it you can justify and tell yourself, Mm. look at all these good things I'm doing, but actually there's a cost, you know? Mm. So, so just as an example, but you can really, really easily deceive yourself. Mm. Like you can really deceive yourself from seeing that as something that you need to either own, apologize for, be aware of, because you can just tell yourself, look at all this good I'm doing look at all these so so yeah I think I'm having a self-aware moment right now even as we just kind of unpack this about again how you can reframe something or how you can justify your actions or behaviors and make it look or sound or seem like it's so noble and so great and so the right thing Mm. but really like it's hurting people it can hurt people around you and you have to be you know who like again the priority needs to be the people that God has entrusted, you know, to you to care for first, like, like your family, your kids, your family, you know, your close friend circle, and then mm-hmm. extends to kind of the greater, mm-hmm. but sometimes we work hard to please strangers over the people closest to us. Cause we know they're not going anywhere. So true. So anyways, that was a little, a little a self-aware moment. I think that I'm having as I just yeah. kind of process my own ways. Yeah. But again, to show how I can so easily justify justify and make it seem like it's such a good thing oh exactly and for you know for the threes we can morph like in a sense not so much morph become like but we want so desperately to be seen a certain way and to achieve that we can actually become not self-aware of how we're even affecting ourselves and sacrificing and compromising for a bigger goal for a bigger accomplishment and that changes you along the way right so every time you compromise every time you justify something it actually changes you wow it it, de- it definitely starts to turn you into a direction and that kind of pursuit right when it's not healthy and pursued with god and having that foremost identity in god not in who you're perceived to be um that is where I, I know for me when I sense that when I'm starting to care more about what people think or how I'm being perceived versus God, how do you see me right now? Like exactly repentance. We've been talking about that a lot this year about that daily. We talk at the daily Chuck, but that daily repentance. And then the other piece is that confession. Yes. Because the confession is one thing to be self-aware. It's another thing to confess and be held accountable. Yes. 
And I think something, there is something to that's, do. And that's, I think, where the healing lies. Honestly, yeah. like when, when the scriptures say, you know, like confess and be healed. I, I think that's mm. where the healing lies. It's not enough to just know that you did something wrong and say, I'm sorry to say, I, I, I recognize I did something wrong and I'm sorry for that. Or I, I recognize that I didn't walk in the fullness of what God had for me here. And I'm sorry for that. Mm-hmm. But it's actually to say out loud to another person to humble yourself in that moment. I think that's when the healing comes. I actually think believe that but again it isn't something I practice enough that part of it the repentance has become a very very uh regular discipline Mm -hmm. but the confession part has not yet become Mm -hmm. uh enough I think of where that um I want that healing constant inflow to be Mm -hmm. happening right Mm -hmm. in the processes um that Mm -hmm. God's working out in my life I agree. And you know, even when you're talking about like people around you that you can ask about blind spots, I was thinking, wouldn't it be something like it's, you know, you've got to have people around you, you completely trust that and know you like it's hard to, it's hard for someone to speak into your life if they don't know you or see you <laughs> in different environments. Like I couldn't ask someone, I, a friend, you know, someone I don't see often to say, Hey, what do you see? Well, no, it's gotta be someone that's in your life walking with you that you trust completely. And I, outside of a spouse sometimes just that outside voice but it's almost like that tune up like we do it on so many different things like get our mouth checked our bodies checked our car whatever maintenance but for some reason we don't really do tune-ups like that to say like this is a tune-up day like this conversation is a tune-up like I want you today this is intentional to think about it we're gonna have a meeting in a couple weeks let's just speak into each other's lives like what we're seeing maybe a few blind spots like that freaks me right out to be honest <laughs> I mean I'm just I don't I, love I'm that foreseeing stuff. right now that yeah. we need to do this we need to sit maybe offline maybe not on the podcast no, uh, yeah I'm already like oh I don't want anyone to tell me <laughs> but that. but yeah I think that that's a really that yeah. would be that would be a great a great thing and to like literally have a moment to say okay I'm going to bring a confession with like something to share that I really feel I need accountability in and I want you to speak into my life and I want you to pray about it. I want you to think through and I want you to speak some truth to me. And it's almost like, cause we can't live like that. You can't live in a place where people are just giving that to you all the time. But when you're intentional, you're coming with a mindset with it and it's good. Like you need, we need mm-hmm. that, but I, mm-hmm. I'm the same. I don't actually have that practice in my life on a, on a regular basis. Like it's something I, I need to be much more intentional with because I think it also fosters humility and it fosters beautiful fruit that actually can't really get fostered other ways the same. No. Because even when you're serving, people are still thanking you. You're still doing it. There could be motives there, whatever it may be. Like, But when you're actually bringing yourself to be submitted to be like, I want you to speak truth, that's not easy to hear. Yeah. And uh, I think that's, that's where self-aware can come to. Like the word of God, you know, having situations teach us. That's that's one of the best tools too. Life lessons can teach us to be more self-aware in different the same type of situations that reoccur. Yep. If we're not learning, yep. oh shame on us. Like yeah. that's well, shame is a terrible word, not shame. <laughs> we don't align with shame. <laughs> then we need to we're not being self-aware. But yeah, I cancel that word in the name of Jesus. But I'm just saying, like, then there's something not yeah, yeah, there's, there's something we're not looking at yeah, or we're dealing with. Yeah, 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 for sure, for and sure. The same situation. If you're in the same situation over and over again, like, you yeah. know, uh, relationships would be a great example exactly. of this. If you find yourself like constantly in like broken friendships over and over and over, or yeah, like just co- like patterns of, 
you know, relational patterns or even, even systemic things. If like finances, you know, debt or like, like then there's something (laughs) that you're doing over and over and over again that you're not, you know, you're paying attention to or learning from because every trial, like every difficulty in our life is meant like God actually wants to redeem that fully, like for our good and and to teach us and to form us into becoming more like him. So it's not like those situations should even be seen as, um, like, I don't even, I don't even interpret those kinds of things as like a punishment. I interpret yep. those things as an opportunity for God to refine us, to refine our character. Even the ones we get into ourselves, even the ones that we bring on ourselves, yep. God is saying every time, would you let me have my way in you in this situation? Mm-hmm. Let me have my way. Let me work out my character. Mm-hmm. Let me work out my goodness mm-hmm. in this situation. I want to redeem it. But so often that's more painful than just doing the same thing we've always done. And so we just go around the mountain and around the mountain mm-hmm. again and again and again and again with so many things. Cause it takes emotional work to go there. It does. Yeah. You know, and to change And I, and I'm just like, I shouldn't, I feel like I shouldn't have said that word. I don't, because I actually, that's something that God's really been speaking to us about the power of the spoken word and sayings that we say even like, right. Shame on me. No shame, not on me. <laughs> shame off of me. Yeah. But saying like, it is yeah. true. Like it really is something that when we see a reoccurring habit or behavior or way of reacting, yeah. then I have, it is a lot more work to actually change it. It's a lot of work. It's it a is. lot of emotional work. Oh yeah. Because it actually has mostly to do with you. Well, also it's like it's like telling you to speak a language you don't speak, yeah. honestly, cuz it's yeah. it's telling you to do something you don't know how to do. Yeah. Yeah. The power of the pause. That's like a whole other thing I've just been feeling the Holy Spirit's been putting on my heart like when you feel you want to respond to something, pause. Cuz I am not patient and I'm I just, as soon as I can just react yeah. and even with my kids, I just feel like the Lord's saying, pause, like just take a breath. Don't say anything for a little bit, like just pause and think it through. But that's hard. Like it's disciplines. It's a different, like you're saying a different way of thinking, a different way of practicing. And you know, we're, we're, it's not about, I only, I don't even like the word mistake because I don't think everything is redemptive. Everything. Everything is a learning opportunity. And sometimes they have bigger consequences than other. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's more painful than others. But mm-hmm. everything is a, a learning opportunity for redemption, like you said, in grace and not for perfection. That's the thing. Like mistakes are equated to perfection. Self-aware is to become, it's not about self-help, like a self-help to be more self-aware. It's about being more like Jesus. And in being more like Jesus is not that we're going to be Jesus. We are just going to be more, we're just going to be more beautifully humbled yeah. and more in a see our brokenness more that's actually what happens mm-hmm. when we're more self-aware we see more brokenness than we see and there's beauty in the brokenness that's the thing we don't walk around like oh my it's more like oh, okay and god's using me despite despite this despite my weakness it's his honor it's him doing it yeah so that's the thing and actually there's more joy that comes from that because when we're weak he's strong when all of that happens but it really is it's quite the journey of life yeah, the journey in life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, when, you know, we were talking about how sometimes we see in other people things that, you know, bother us because mm. it's actually something like a little, there's something, it, it, it's either the same thing or the opposite of that thing that's going on in mm. our own lives. You know, I even found myself over the last couple of weeks kind of nitpicking one of my kids because uh, he's been struggling to find work. And so, you know, and I, and I, and it's like the, on some level, 
like that's unacceptable to me. Do you know what I mean? On some level, because again, inside me, there's this constant sort of messaging or driver that is not healthy. This is not like a good thing, but that says like work harder, work harder, work harder, work harder. And so I can see that even in my, um, you know, what's bothering me, you know, about the fact that he hasn't been able to, to get work or start work or blah, 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 whatever. Um, you know, even though like he has tried, but not, not that hard, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, so it's come, it's coming out in my comments and, and kind of nitpicking. And so over the last couple of weeks, he's been kind of r- like telling me in a, like a lighthearted way, but telling me like how that's making him feel. And, um, and, and it's just, it's really good. It's really, really like, I want to hear that. I want to, I want to receive that, but it like pushes back on again, this thing in me that is not rooted in something healthy, that is not rooted in, you know, like the full acceptance and love of God that is not rooted in, you know, my belonging to God. It's rooted in some sort of earning or proving or Mm -hmm. right. Work harder, work harder, work harder. It doesn't matter how hard I work. There's always this messaging that's kind of going off like work harder. And, um, and so I, I put that on and I get frustrated when I don't see that kind of same, Mm. that kind of same drive, you know what I mean? And so, so anyways, it is just very, very interesting. Again, the more self-aware we become about, you know, our own brokenness, it not only gives us compassion for ourselves and for that brokenness by allowing the grace of God, you know, to kind of bridge the gap of what that is but it also gives us compassion for others like it Mm -hmm. helps us to actually be compassionate towards others who are struggling you know and you know my my son as we were chatting it through said to me like the more pressure you put on me it paralyzes me like I get paralyzed under the pressure and <laughs> like as he's saying that, like it's it makes me giggle because that's exactly what I'm doing. Like I'm putting so much pressure as an as a way to motivate, but my pressure is literally paralyzing him. And you know he keeps saying like I'm on it, like I've got it, I really do, like I really do, I've got it. But the more pressure you put on me, the more paralyzed I feel, and it makes me want to go like, but do it better, do it faster, come yeah, on, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? There's yeah. more, in, and it just. And so it's just such a, it's just such a fascinating cycle to watch kind of go around and around and around. But again, it's actually not about him at all. It's actually not about Mm -hmm. him at all. Mm -hmm. If I take a step back, it's actually about my own never enoughness. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh my goodness. So again, that's the power. And so it brings me back to that verse. Like if you rightly judge yourself, Like you will not be, you don't need to be judged if you rightly judge yourself. But if you don't, then God's discipline comes. God's discipline has to come. And again, that's as a result of his love for you, for your flourishing, Hmm. not to hurt Mm -hmm. you, not to harm you, not to like, you know, weigh you down or make you feel ashamed or bad Mm -hmm. or even full of guilt, but actually for your flourishing for your flourishing yes that's so good laura that's so good i know parenting oh my goodness it's a never-ending cycle of seeing of (laughs) self-awareness and trying to pretend it's not about me that's not my problem (laughs) totally and it really it it is yeah what are your thoughts on uh the discipline of god oh 
See, you know, this is an interesting topic for me because I actually, this is going to sound really weird, but because I grew up in such an authoritative home, I actually have had to learn the grace of God. The discipline of God is very natural to me. I want the discipline, like the correction internally with God. I don't like it on the outside when everyone sees it. And that's where confession is hard, right? But I don't, I actually like the discipline of God because I think that was something I grew up with knowing this is right, this is wrong, this is, but that grace zone with God is, uh, that's been something I've had to really learn because I'm very, I can be so critical with myself and in so be critical with others too, or have sometimes a way of viewing how things should be very black and white. Do you think that right? you have a right view of no. the discipline of no, God? Because it's filled as with a grace. Result, no. As a result of like even growing up in an authoritative no. home? No. Okay. So I think it's had to be matched with grace. That's okay. the thing. Like the discipline of God growing up, like my parent, it's just how my personality also yeah. adjusted. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm a performer. I'm a three. Yeah. So it's like, so okay. give me a rule. You're, you're going to, I'm going to make gonna, it happen. You're going to hit it and even do it. Better. Yeah. Cause I want to be, I want to win. I want to be one of the favorites. I want it. Like I want approval and I want that. So as a kid, it was more like, okay, if you don't like this, I'll change. But it wasn't so much about, it was behavioral. It wasn't the motive yeah. and the heart. And that's where the grace of God has had to come to say, like, it's not about what you're doing. Because we've talked about that in a, in a podcast prior. You could look at me, I don't know, 10 years ago, for example. Same outward behavior, but the inner is very, is, is transforming. The motive, the motive. But that's, I think growing up, the discipline was more like what I did. And God would be upset, like, this would be a sin. Or this would be wrong. Versus actually it's, it's about here, my heart and my motive with my heart and allowing the discipline to be a grace to allow me to have grace to grow versus, oh, I'll just change that behavior because you can't just change your inside like that. It takes work and time. So that's why I think even in parenting it's challenging because we just want to change the behavior of a child. Yes. <laughs> and we do. That's we what do. we do. We want to change Perform that. Perform for me. Yeah. Because that makes me feel good. Yeah. And I don't have to do the emotional work to actually adjust to why I'm doing that. Oh. It doesn't mean. And that's so not the heart of God at all. No. It's so not how he treats us. That's the discipline. So when I'm mm. disciplining my child, because yes, we still have Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But it's the motive of why I'm doing it. But it gets so messed up in parenting. Like it's easier for them to change their behavior of what I want. Versus me changing the emotional motive or why I'm doing what I'm doing. Wow. Yuck. But that's exactly with God. I think where he's worked in my life is not so much. I've loved the discipline when it was a behavioral change because it's something I could quickly change. But the emotional work to change why I was doing what I was doing. That's the big one that I needed the grace to come for. Because you can't, you, you, you would crush under that. That's the grace but it still requires change. Yeah. 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 I mean, I love to, I think there's um, this whole, I'm not going to quote it perfectly, but in Romans uh, at the beginning of Romans, and it talks again, all about like judgment, right. And how we judge each other and all of that. And it goes into this whole little rant about judgment and how we're not to judge one another. And then goes into like how it's the Lord's kindness that leads us to repentance. Mm. And you know, whenever I think about the discipline aspect of God, like for me, there's nothing negative. There's nothing like scary or bad or hard about God's discipline. Like it is so wrapped up in his kindness mm. and his love and his desire for us to flourish that like for me, I, 
I like you want mm-hmm, mm-hmm. his discipline in my life because it always produces something life-giving. It doesn't come as a heavy, but I haven't always thought that way. Mm-hmm. There would have been a time for probably even like m- more of my life than not. Like probably only in the last about 10 years have I been mm-hmm. really unpacking and understanding it from this perspective. But before that, it was much more, I had this this idea that it was about like almost like it was the whole like when you're a child and the way that you're raised that there's a punishment or the easier word is consequence that's what Mm -hmm. we use with our kids right Mm -hmm. like there's a consequence for behavior and so I constantly felt like if anything bad happened in my life or even when I messed up or made a mistake or you know just lacked character in a moment or whatever it was that that was God's punishment. Mm. That was God's, that was the consequences of my actions and kind of put myself always at the center of that as opposed to viewing all of that hardship or difficulty or challenge or obstacles or whatever came as actually God's loving discipline Mm. that was coming to my life for my flourishing. Mm. Like it's such a, now it's the same thing, Mm -hmm. like the same thing is happening. So whether it's, um, you know, I am hoping for this to happen and the opposite happens because of how I, like what I did or how I acted or da, 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 da. Um, it's the same kind of outcome, but how I think Mm -hmm. about it Mm -hmm. and how I respond and how I approach it and what I believe about it is completely different. So what happens is transformation happens Yes. as opposed to just behavior change. Yes. And intimacy, intimacy with God, not just like, I'm going to do what you tell me to do. No, there's an intimate relationship that comes through transformation. Exactly. And so that's, that's the big difference. Right. And so, I mean, I think in, for, for most of my life and even with the Lord, like, yes, I would always respond Mm -hmm. to his correction, but my response like you would be behavior modification. Mm -hmm. It would be do the right thing, Mm -hmm. you know, whereas like in this season and as the grace of God has gone deeper and deeper and deeper. And as even, I think my understanding of God's character and who he is has gone has changed mm-hmm. to be rooted in the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Now it's about transformation and that's exactly what happens. And I just recognize um, how God wants me to flourish in mm-hmm. every single way. And I love it. Like oh, I love that. Yeah. And it, and it, I do just welcome oh, it. Embrace it. That's like, exactly. Embrace it and it's, welcome it and love it. I think even during my, like during my repentance time with the Lord, my daily check, I'm always like, please show me like, show me because I want your goodness. Like I want that. Not and exactly you're saying like, I want to be transformed. I want my relationship, no barrier. It's about relational now versus like, I want this blessing or to look this way. It's more like, no, I, I don't want anything to become between us. Like, please keep me because I don't, you need to chain me to your heart. Like I just wander so fast. Please keep me close, close because my nature is to wander and sin. My nature is against the spirit. That's my nature. We're not born with the, we've talked about that, the good and the bad, but it's like, that's where the self-aware comes, where we need the pure goodness of God to show us, to keep us in the goodness of God. Yeah. And that's the self-aware part. And I think 
it's really powerful. And I think another interesting part, even in leadership, is like when we look around and how this is a little bit off topic from that. Yeah, you okay. wanna, yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay. Yeah. But it's interesting even when and I have probably done this. I've done this in my life, too. But being in this place now when there is when you're watching people see themselves a certain way and say what they are and you're a part of their lives and you're like, you're actually that's not this probably you're in pro- okay i'm gonna be very candid yeah, here yeah, but yeah. you're probably not as gifted as you think like in that yeah, area okay. or yeah. as strong in that area how you or see yourself how you see is yourself. not how others see you no and it always makes me a little bit like in my own life like is there areas in my life i'm doing that too like right right but it's an interesting thing when yeah like there is that dis we can move into a place of perceiving ourselves well you know what's interesting is we are going into like spiritual gifts right and so even as those conversations are coming up in life groups small groups staff team like all those different kind of avenues and even as people start to self-identify with certain gifts it's interesting to like i think there is this whole piece of that to be able to say do you see this in me? Yes, but that's from an honest place, though. Yes. So I think I have these gifts. This is how I think they manifest. But do yes. you see that in me? Yes. Can you affirm or confirm that? And not just from a place of like platitudes of like, oh, yeah, of course. No, no. But genuinely, like, do you see this gift in operation in my life? Like, or am I just like, am, am I just hopeful? Am yeah. I just, is yeah. there just a desire there? And that's, there's nothing wrong with that either. Like, no. cause God could, you know, awaken that, but, but that's a really important piece of it. It is. And it's a harder piece mm-hmm. because when you love people too, you want to give opportunity, yeah. but you realize there are limitations even yeah. in our giftings. And sometimes we're not self-aware to know our limitations. We heard, we went through a wonderful teaching on the spiritual gifts. And that was the first time I've actually heard someone say, embrace your limitations. Like you're not going to all have the same capacities. No. But that is a real key with self-awareness to know like, this is a limitation for me. I may not be ABC, but I am this. And this is where I'm going to thrive and be content but when there's a discontent to say like, no, I'm an A, but you're actually, that's not your capacity a- and to help someone, but you've got to be open to that. And some people aren't, and they've been really hurt because the doors yeah. don't open yeah. or things don't happen or it's not the right time. Sometimes too, it's just timing. Yeah. It's maturity. It's just putting in the hard work. Yep. I mean, no one really always wants to do the hard work of staying established and waiting for things to happen. I have seen that over and over. They short circuit it. And it's like, no, it takes time. Your capacity, you may have that capacity, but the actual like weight of influence and things has to grow through time and faithfulness. And that just takes time. All that to say, that's an interesting thing I find in leadership where you're helping navigating people through their own lives and purpose and helping, but you can sometimes see that, but they can't see it. But if you're not open to have someone speak into your life and you're not asking those questions, it's really hard for someone. You're not probably going to speak that to someone as truthfully because you know you've got to be in that right position, posture of heart to receive that. Sometimes we have to be like, no, that's not going to work out. Or <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, know, it's but it's, it's a hard true. It's true. thing. If for it to be well received, it has yeah. to be invited. It yeah. does. And that's yeah. honestly, I think that's just a principle. Like, yeah. I, th- I really do think that that is just a principle in life because people who are not open to hear like, like direction, correction, 
even if you say it, they will not hear it. Yeah. Like they won't really hear it. They, you, we have to invite that into our lives. We, we have to. It has to be intentional and we have to invite it. I think is the only way for those words to have weight yeah. in our life and yeah. be able to help to shape yeah. um, you know, who, who we are and who we're becoming. Yeah. But I think it matters and I think we need to do it and I think we need to get the courage yeah. to do it. And I think some of those conversations are hard and, and not every one of them, not every assessment of your life is going to be accurate either. Yeah, that's right. It's not going right. to be 100% accurate. But every time someone speaks into my life, even when I get criticism like on email, because like, I mean, being in public yes, church ministry, yes. we get criticism all the time, Yes, all the time. Like yep. criticism's coming constantly about like calling out this, calling out this, op opinions of this, da, 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 whatever. It's happening all the time. And I think too, there's a certain expectation sometimes of pastors or leaders to be or do certain things. And so when those expectations aren't met, they let people let us know. And we they, have an opportunity to grow. They let us know. <laughs> yeah. But I yeah. genuinely, like and from an honest place, like I genuinely receive every bit of feedback and I take it to the Lord every time. Yes. Even if it stings, even if it's in the wrong spirit, even if it's said in the wrong spirit and not in love, I still receive it and I bring it to the Lord and I ask the Lord to, to keep what is there that is true and, and to, to take away advice, what, is, what is not. And so like, I just say that to say that, yes, everybody that speaks into your life may not do it from the right motive, but there still could be something in there that the Lord wants you to hear mm -hmm. that the Lord can then redeem and do something good mm -hmm. from. Mm -hmm. But again, we don't have to let those words or the weight of those words, especially depending on the weight that person has in our life. We don't have to let them form or shape our identity, but we mm -hmm. do take them to the Lord and we let the Lord form and shape our identity. So I do think there should be an open, there can be, and it can be helpful for there to be an openness around that, but it's hard. And I think the most effective way is when it's invited. Yeah. Wow. Those are some really beautiful tips. That's beautiful tips about even how to grow in self-awareness, what, how, how to grow in self-awareness, to be self-aware, how to be intentional to continue to grow in self-awareness because you don't plateau. No. Well, no. you got to keep growing your Con like, constantly, constantly. And yeah. then thirdly, how do you receive criticism? Because that's part the word construct, whatever it may be. We're just totally. going to say criticism, totally. good yeah. or, but mm -hmm. how do you receive Input. that in a healthy Input. way? Feedback. So that, mm -hmm. that was a beautiful way to articulate because you could have a very troubled family member that keeps telling you the same thing over and over. Well, there might be their heart and how they're saying it could be so difficult to work with. But there could be something with what they're saying. Definitely that if you take before the Lord and you, he allows the bad to go and he just brings something to the surface. Yeah. You're like, okay, yeah. that's something that yeah. God's put his finger on. Not to just throw it out because you're like, exactly. oh, it's the way well, it came. Even, even our kids, right? Like right? even our kids, like right. just sharing that story about saying like, w you're putting a lot of pressure on me. And the result of that for me, how I respond under pressure is, is that I get paralyzed. Yeah. Like I, I, I may not like that and yeah. that may make me want to put even more pressure for, to yeah. motivate, but uh, he, like he's being honest and telling me exactly yes. what yes. the result of that is. So I have a choice <laughs> to receive that, to listen to that and to change course or to keep doing it that way yeah. for a poor result. So again, like <laughs> we have a choice in it, Yes, we do. but yeah, we do, we do need to consider at least consider and weigh and i and i think that's a great way to keep 
um, that's wise counselor. Being, that's a good piece of wisdom. Like even as I'm hearing you say that, I'm like, that's a really good piece of wisdom that I probably haven't really thought or articulated the way you just have. So I think that's a really beautiful aha takeaway because uh, we all want to be self-aware and we all want to embrace how God's made us and the way he's made us and to be content in that too, but to always keep growing. And it's a fine tension. Those are tensions. And even like we're talking about self-aware, it's a tension. Like who we let, like how much can form, like you're saying that, like, we still have to take in, but what do we allow? And obviously there's different weights, but what do we allow to form us? And there's tensions there. And sometimes it can really be a very di- difficult thing to, to kind of go through, yeah. like to kind of figure out. But with God, he will. He will bring truth. He will, as we bring it to him, anchor us in who he's made us to be and take off shame and take off all those things that can lock themselves on us when we are self-aware or even inferiority or feeling disqualified. Because even sometimes like when you're growing in something, you have to be very careful too that you're not overly (laughs) self-aware. Like if you're brand new, like preaching or teaching or doing something for the first time, you do need a lot of encouragement. Like that's not the time. Like you do need, yes, you do need to be constructive, but you've also got to be, you've got to give yourself a lot more grace to allow a lot more positive. So, you know, also in those areas, some of the self-aware some areas are baby. They just need a little bit more time so we can become more mature in how we handle things. I don't know how I'm even trying to describe. No, that. I know what you. I, I, I think I know what I'm you're in. saying. I, I think I like. I feel like what you're you're trying to like. What you're trying to say is that it's not a, like it's this, especially when it comes from externally in, yeah. it, like externally to us. It's not something I think that. W- is healthy to invite constantly like there shouldn't be a constant stream of input coming into your life like every day and and all the time like the it's because that also can just chip away at your identity your confidence like that's not and you do need your confidence built up and you do need to be you know like you need we all need room and grace to grow yes you know and time we just need time and grace to grow so i think that's like what you're saying i was kind of trying to get it out but exactly like all for for example we've talked about when we started to preach if i had a lot like feedback oh my gosh i don't think i'd get back up because my self-aware meter inside was like you stink you can't do this like that's what you're fighting against that's the truth when you start something new now i don't know if that's your self-aware meter I wonder no. if that's your like just self critic like self critical. Yeah. I don't know if that. No, I don't you're think right. Self criticism. No, you're right. Self awareness, but that's it becomes it can thing. become totally. Well, it feeds your your insecurities. Exactly. Like your self your constant self critic is not self awareness. That's no. not the same thing. The critic, I think is working against you. It's not working yes, for you. Yes. The, the self-awareness is being honest about like who you really are, but who God is like, there's, yeah, that's do so you know true. what I mean. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. Because that, you're that, saying that. that self-awareness, I don't think it's not the, it's not the self-critic Yeah, because that, that constant self-critic he, he or she, he's a, he for me, mm-hmm. but yeah. <laughs> he just wants to beat you down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he just wants to beat you down. He just wants to actually take you out. Like, I think that's the voice of the enemy. That's not, yeah. Like that's, there's nothing redemptive no. about the self-critic, but, but I know what you're saying. You're yeah. saying like when you're insecure, honestly, like when you're growing in something, that's not the time to be like, no. and, and I agree with you. Like there was a time in preaching specifically that I actually couldn't ask people for feedback because mm-hmm. like I was, I was again, the same, cr- so self-critical about everything 
that you're not really clear in your self-awareness at that point in that specific no new muscle no, right no. it would have just actually made me like so self-conscious yeah that I couldn't I'd be distracted by my own yeah. insecurities. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And you have to get through that. That's exactly. That's what I'm kind of saying. You kind of got to get through like the self critics. See, we're processing even on our podcast, like Lori right. and I, are, yeah. you really are a part of our conversations. <laughs> we do not map this out ahead of time, but you, it's really that you almost have to get through, especially new stuff, the new self critical, like the self critical before you settle in and you can become self-aware when you have a little bit, it's like a new, new mom. That's not the time to be self-aware of how you are a mom. Now, myself now looking back, I could be like, okay, I'm much more, I've got a lot of skin in the game. I've been in this for a long time now. I can be much more self-aware. But when I first started as a bait with my first baby, I, I was so critical of myself as a mom and trying to figure it all out. So we're just saying, you've got to move through that. Don't invite that all the time, especially in new seasons. Where you're new, really insecure. Yeah, yeah, like just let yourself get some space in that area. But where you're feeling like, okay, this is where I'm wanting to go. I'm really, you've been, you've been I wanna confident. Grow. I want to grow. That's where I think self-awareness starts to kick in. And you're able to receive that internal feedback from outside because your self-critic does kind of come down and uh, you need to hear truth. You need to hear just truth in those areas to help mm -hmm. you to grow or even to have a proper framework of right. maybe what you're moving towards and what that looks like. That's really healthy. So I guess that's probably how we all articulated. All that no, piece. no, that's really, no, no, all that's that. really self -critical good. Self-critical has no, you to got it. come that's down. That's really good. Yeah. No, that's really good. And I, I think um, what I'm hearing in all of this is that uh, we need to set an appointment up in a couple of weeks. We need tune-ups. To, what? Uh, for a little tune-up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually think that would be like, I mean, like a little scary, but good. Yeah. I remember asking you a few weeks ago, like, if I, you know, it, like, are there things you see in my life that, that you think you could speak into? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, good. Well, I have some too. Because <laughs> part of me is like, uh, yes, of course I would, Lori, because that's what you'd want. No, but it's true because yeah. you're like, I, I'd have to think about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same. Like, it's, like, it's like right no. here. Boom, 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 boom. No, and I'd really have to have Holy list. Spirit because yeah. you're so amazing. But it no. is true. But no, there no, are yeah. things because yeah. we want to sharpen each other mm -hmm. that if we're like, okay, this is, I would, I would trust that God would show me something that I would be like, oh, yeah. And I would want that too. We want it, but we don't always like to, anyways, I'm oh, the no, opposite. Sure. Way. It's harder for me sometimes to give that. Oh, but okay, if someone okay. speaks into my life, I'm like, okay, that I trust. I'm like, all right. But sometimes I'm like, you don't want to hurt somebody or, but truth giving I is actually, very important. I actually don't hurt very easily. I know. No, no, for real. Like I, I don't, it doesn't, because again, seven, you and it reframe also, it. But it's also, no, but it's also the practice. It's also the yeah. practice. Cause I, I genuinely like I receive it, Yeah. but then I take it to the Lord. I don't like, I, yeah. I genuinely and truly like, yeah. don't take it as gospel for my life. Like yeah. I don't give you, I don't give anybody, anyone else the authority to tell me like who to speak like into my identity, like to form my identity. That's what I'm yeah. trying to say. I don't give anybody else the authority to form my identity. So, uh, so you can give me those words and then I'll bring them to the Lord and let the Lord form my identity. F you know, what's true, what's not. So again, yeah. th that's part of the practice. Now, I mean, I'm You've not also saying been like that though. I feel like that's been something when I think of your life, I feel like, yes, there's a practice of it, but you also have a bit of that disposition for it too. But, but, uh, but uh, that's not to say that like, I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say like, I'm completely impervious <laughs> to being hurt i i can be hurt and yeah, yeah, like people can say things that hurt hurt my like hurt my feeling or criticize me in a way that that hurts 
but generally speaking, <laughs> you have to be pretty offensive to hurt to hurt me. Like it's not. I don't. I don't. I'm not. You don't really carry the same. And you've actually sensitive. been like that. I, I think for as long as I've known you, for me, that's a little bit of a struggle because my identity and knowing Enneagram is so interesting because okay. if I know there's something you see and you have a lot of weight in my life, I can easily. Perform now for I me. know. Yes, I can adjust myself okay. to perceive to you, even if internally I'm not. That's I not. can make you perceive that I've changed that behavior or changed that, and that came out through the enneagram. And I'm like, no wonder, because then I'll be like, oh, I want them to see, like, I want to. And be that's what you're talking about—the morphing thing. Like, so, so, whoever you're in relationship with, you can, yeah. you can do what you need to do in order to give them what they need. Absolutely. You know, what's really interesting about it too, for the threes that um, I heard somebody unpack one time, like you do that out of love for that person. Yeah. Like, because yeah. you love that person yeah. and because you care about that person. And that's, that's like the beautiful yeah. twist Yes, in the motive, what's behind it. It's not just like, it's not just about like, how they see you mm -hmm. for yourself. It's mm -hmm. also how you love them, mm -hmm. which is really, and, and I would say that that's so true for you and just how you yeah. are. Like you, you do love people so much mm -hmm. that you'll do whatever it takes to show them that love. And that is yeah. something that's very beautiful about kind of just how you treat people. But it is Which is why people eh? are so drawn to you. Yeah. And it's also your weakness, like that people become more important than how God yeah. sees you and yeah. taking things to look. Truth for me is like, that's been a practice okay. that I've had to allow truth to not, me to say, okay, is this God how you see me? Or is yeah. now am I going to adjust myself yeah. for that person? That's not a healthy. So the tune-ups now, I'm, I'm good for tune. But you know what? That's it's incredibly self-aware. Talking about yeah. self-awareness, mm -hmm. that is is mm -hmm. incredibly incredibly self-aware so well done friend wow i commend I had, you on that just had a little tune-up right here <laughs> <laughs> no i commend you that's really yeah, good well, that's incredibly we go. self-aware so love it we all are growing anyway we got some tune-up times to do i that's think that's right that's all right. right well that's awesome this has yeah. been a good conversation it has. it's yeah. really good yeah that's awesome all right well we're gonna let you go today we hope you have an amazing rest of your day dig into all that God has for you and don't be afraid of self-awareness. Mm -hmm. It's actually good. And it'll, it'll help you to receive the fullness of the grace and compassion of God to your life and help you have grace and compassion for others in your life, which win, 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 win. So let's grow in self-awareness. That's yeah, so, so that. good. God has complete confidence in you and you're crowned as a daughter of the King. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. It would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a review. You can follow us on Instagram at Awakening Moments Podcast and you will find Laura.